You're Rick fucking Dalton. Don't you forget it. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. You talking to me? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I believe whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you All right, welcome in to $100 Productions, uh, episode three. Uh, Nolan and Sam coming at you here. Today we are reviewing uh, probably what is known as one of the greatest films of all time, Seven Samurai, directed by Akira Kurosawa. Um, this is actually a fun fact. This is me and Sam's like eighth time reviewing this film because... <laughs> We've tried to start off a podcast, and we've always started with Seven Samurai, and we just never ended up going through with it. So we're actually going to review it today and talk about it. So I've seen the damn movie so many times, <laughs> and we'll we'll get we'll get going and start talking about it here in a little bit. And uh, I'm excited for our thoughts. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, one of the best movies of all time, and I uh, can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, sounds good. But first, we're going to hit you guys with um, some movie news. Uh, starting off first, Sam actually sent this to me over, uh, I think it was Instagram. Uh, Mission Impossible 7 is being filmed in London. Tom Cruise has been seen uh, filming motorcycle stunts. And, uh, okay, so it, it's, it's looking at this could be filmed back-to-back with Mission Impossible 8. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christian McQuarrie will return as, as a director. I, I'm honestly, for this film, I'm expecting good things. Obviously, the last one was probably one of the best action films, honestly, uh, of all time. Because mm-hmm. I think it was it was right up there with like Mad Max. It was it was like that good. And with I just I just think this this film franchise keeps getting better and better. So I don't really see it slowing down here, but. It definitely could, you know. We, I, I think Christian McQuarrie has done such a great job with it, but um, it definitely has a chance of, you know, not turning out like we want it to to be. A prime example of that is the latest Star Wars films. So it definitely could, you know, not uh, be as good as we want it to be. Well, uh, the good news is we don't have Kathleen Kennedy running the uh, the uh, Mission Impossible franchise, so. Um, I mean, for me, like, I think that, uh, especially like the last three movies, Mission Impossible 4, Ghost Protocol, and then uh, Rogue Nation and Fallout, I think those are really, really strong movies. Like you said, they've been trending upwards. And uh, McQuarrie's directed, uh, he directed both Rogue Nation and Fallout. And I think those are two very, very strong films. Obviously, Fallout's my favorite one. Um, it, that movie's honestly, it, it's in my top 10 of the past decade. I love that movie. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, like they've done so many like crazy and unique stunts in this franchise. And especially in the last one, like, I just, I don't know how they can like outdo themselves like with this one. Like it, 
it's crazy what what they were able to do. They did a halo jump, and that wasn't even the biggest stunt in the movie. Like, well, well wasn't wasn't the last wasn't the last um, film wasn't wasn't basically the world was ending, and Ethan Hunt had to try and basically save the the entire world, wasn't it? Well, so it was basically they lose. Um, God, I forget the name of it, but like he loses one of the mi- like the missiles, and then. Uh, and, and he loses it because uh, he saves one of his men, uh, Ving Rhames, uh, spoiler alert, but actually it's in the beginning of the film, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, And then uh, basically he has to like fight to get, get it back because uh, you don't want it in the wrong hands. Uh, the villain from uh, the last movie played by uh, Sean Harris is is in it and uh he's he's pretty good but uh for me like my favorite part or one of my favorite parts from fallout was uh henry cavill's character he was very i was gonna say that that's probably my favorite too he was like very unique and different and i think that's one of the um like one of the weaknesses of the mission impossible franchise is the villains because like the heroes are great you know, uh, Tom Cruise, Simon Pegg, they're awesome. But, like, these villains, like, Ghost Protocol, that that movie is great, but the villain sucks. Like, I don't yeah. even remember who the villain is. I, I never do in any of these films either. Yeah. Even and Fallout I, to an ex- I mean, I guess maybe not Fallout, but, um, you know, like, Ghost Protocol, I guess, is definitely, and Rogue Nation, for sure, but. Well, you know, that's, yeah, that's and, definitely its weakest. and by far one of the strongest characters in the movies now is uh, Elsa from um, Elsa Faust, uh, I think is her last name, and uh, it's played by uh, Rebecca Ferguson, who's a really good actress. She's uh, really, really good. I really liked her in uh, in Doctor Sleep, and uh, she's definitely oh, one okay. of the uh, yeah, yeah. W- one of the strong suits in that franchise. But yeah. I mean, we're kind of going off topic here, but Mission Impossible 7, I have high hopes because, um, I don't know, Tom Cruise, I like most of the movies he, he's done, except for The Mummy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's done, he's, he always, you know, strategically picks his projects, uh, <laughs> definitely besides The Mummy. Um, but, you know, he's, he's on a roll with, with action films. You know, he's done Edge of Tomorrow, the Mission Impossible films. You know, he's done some big things, and uh, I think this will definitely be another great film because, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how much better you can make it than Fallout, but I think it can definitely be a great action movie compared to what is put out today. And even if... Oh, yeah, it, absolutely. And even, well, and even if, you know, there was good action put out today, I still think it would set itself apart from from the rest because it's just it's that good you know like i compare it to the matrix mad max um batman uh the dark knight you know i compare it to to terminator because it's just that good of an action film well uh, and, and for me um you know i think that even if the story is lacking we know that we're going to get good uh action that's actually being performed no CGI, played by a great action, you know, actor. 
And uh, I, that's basically what John Wick is. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't have a great plot. It's very basic, but it's really good action. And you know Keanu Reeves is doing it. So it works. And so, like, we'll at least be entertained by, I feel like, by this movie. Um, and I, I think the thing that made uh, Fallout a little bit better than Rogue Nation was the unique script. Yeah, I would definitely agree. It's it's just got it's got such a deep story to it, um, and it really sets itself apart from from not just action movies, but I'd even say this this franchise as well. So, but yeah, anyway. and, and most franchises like to begin with, because I feel like yeah. a lot of franchises nowadays try to either like be the same thing over and over again or like go way too far away from what they were doing beforehand Mm -hmm. and i feel like mission impossible fallout especially took all the good elements that mccrory did in rogue nation and then put it in to fallout and then added some new stuff that we hadn't seen before Mm mm-hmm it was. It definitely wanted to to be a little bit different, <clears throat> and uh, I really, I really respect that. So I'm yeah, definitely the excited about these films. Yeah, the tone was different. Like I like that it was a little darker. Um, yes. Of, yeah. Of a movie and Rogue Nation. I really like Rogue Nation, but Fall takes the cake for me because of of just like the seriousness and the tension, um, and and the stakes really. Well, yeah, and that's another thing that I what I really like about you know good action movies like Mad Max, John Wick, and now Mission Impossible is that it's taken like a darker tone. The only like fun action films that we see are are the Marvel films, and yeah. to an extent that gets a little old after a while. Well, even even like Star Wars films nowadays. Yes, yeah, Star Wars is definitely trying to copy Marvel. For it's sure. become very uh, you know kind of lighthearted and you know less serious almost yeah and and it's it's not quite as bad bad. as marvel but and and i mean you know it works like they're still enjoyable movies but you know for me like if if i want to remember a film you know it's got like have some tension um and you know most marvel films are basically the same (laughs) Like I saw that tweet that you liked uh, earlier yeah. today. Yeah, I was um, thinking about that the whole time. So the the tweet is basically a guy is wearing a white uh, suit, and he's isn't walking that from past, Daredevil. I think so. And yeah, he's it's walking Vincent past Orfeo. Yeah, he's walking past all of uh, a bunch of other you know sports coats that are also white basically saying <laughs> picking out a marvel movie saying every marvel movie is the same but if we want to shift over to a darker tone i've got some good news for you john wick 5 has been confirmed and i don't think neither of us are disappointed by this at all are you no not really um you can never go wrong with some more keanu in in your life so exactly uh, for, for me like I mean, they're just enjoyable movies. Um, I remember being in the theater on Tuesday, $5 Tuesdays, um, with uh, my buddy Jack. Shout out to Jack Ward. Um, and we might get him on the pod here sometime, talk about Star yeah. Wars. 
And uh, he, uh, I, I remember he went uh, to go see John Wick. And I was like, this movie looks bad. And I just remember being shocked at how, how much I liked it. And uh, yeah, now that they already confirmed five before uh, number four even starts filming. So yeah, they must be pretty confident in this story. Yeah, and you know, I like three. I, I, I like the film. I thought it was the weaker out of the trilogy. My favorite is still probably two. yeah. Yeah, two two was awesome. Yeah, two was really good. But e- even though three I think is the weakest of the trilogy, I still loved it and I still want more John Wick. I don't care. You keep bringing it to me, I'm gonna eat the slop. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, I, and again, it, it's just, it's fun movie. And, uh, you know, I, I really like, it kind of ends on a cliffhanger and you see John Wick at the end of uh, number three, you know, pissed off. Yeah. Really, re- really pissed off. That, that's he gives the, he, he yeah. gives the, are, are you pissed off? He goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I was that like, was, oh, man. I'm like, oh man, let let let's see, uh, let's see, uh, John Wick, you know, shoot like 50 guys and then kill a dude oh, with yeah. a pencil. <laughs> dude, those those movies are sweet. So yeah, we're we're pumped for John Wick four, um, <clears throat> and then uh, some other movies that we are also pumped for, um, New Mutants, the most cursed film of <laughs> all time, is finally coming out. <clears throat> and to be it. honest. Yeah, I know. I can't believe it either. Dude, and to so be honest, guess, I'm pretty what? excited for it. Do you know how no. long that movie is? It's no. an hour 34? Hour 34. Are you kidding me? I didn't like, know that. I didn't know the runtime was that was that was small. Like, or oh, my God. Short. And Unhinged is also uh, really short, too. I think that's like an hour and a half, too. Dude, I really actually want to see that. Because <laughs> Chris yeah. Duckman reviewed it, and he was like, it was like, you know, it's just mindless fun. And to be honest, I wouldn't mind going to the theater. Well, I mean, I, I just want to go to the theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can now for for New Mutants and Tenet. Honestly, though, we, we've, talked, we've talked about Tenet. Let's talk about the New Mutants because although this movie's four years old, I think that kind of gives it some, a little bit of the uh, the mysticism of it. Like, I want to go in. I want to see how good this is going to be. No, it's taken them four years. I want to check this out because I do. Uh, Maisie Williams, Anya Taylor-Joy, they're both in it. And I think this could be something really good. And I believe the director was able to give like his cut for the film. Oh, that's after, awesome. Like, after like much, uh, much dispute between him and the studio. So I think this is his cut. So I think that this should be good. And I really hope so because this whole production has gone through hell. And I'm so excited to see it. I'm excited because I don't know anything about the movie. I really haven't watched a trailer. Um, I, I know hardly anything about the I mean, I guess that's not true. I, I saw a teaser, like, I think it was like two years ago, and it, it looked like a horror film. I don't know if it's yeah. still. I don't I know think if it's still, still kind of like is. That. I think well, if it is, like, I, I like the idea. Oh, Charlie, Charlie Heaton's in it. He was in uh, Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And that is all that I know besides Anya Taylor-Joy and Maisie Williams, so. Honestly, like, X, 
this is a very, very hot take and uh, I don't have the time to really explain it that much, but like, I think peak X-Men movies are better than peak Marvel movies, in my opinion. Really? Well, 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 Logan, well Lo- Logan and I think X-Men Days of Future Past, honestly, is really it, okay. it definitely, I'm not going to say it's better than Infinity War, but it's, it's like, I think it's really, really close. See, because I think Infinity War is like one of those Marvel films where I'm like, okay, this that's is a good really, movie. Yeah, this is a really good movie. And I mean, other Marvel, we, I don't want to sound like pretentious, like saying all Marvel movies are shit. They are the same, but they can be fun. And I definitely want to, Absolutely. I'll definitely go through and, and rewatch some, but like Infinity War, that's actually a damn good film. Yeah. Like that and they, they did a great job. And, and Endgame is all right. Um, I I just think it was lacking just it, it was just lacking Thanos and needed more Thanos in the film. I do think that Guardians of the Galaxy also is one of the better Marvel films because that was like yes. that was the movie when everyone was like, okay, Marvel's legit because yeah. it, the fact that they were able to pull off a talking raccoon in a movie is pretty <laughs> pretty impressive. Yeah, J- James Gunn was able to uh, able to do a great job. Uh, you know, bringing that, that to life, and well, bringing that, bringing that uh, property to life, and he has another chance to do it with uh, Suicide Squad. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see how how he's going to do that um, with Suicide Squad. So it should be should be interesting because that trailer just got released over the weekend. Did you watch that? Um, it it was more of like a sneak peek, like introduction of characters, and then like behind the scenes. So like one of the producers, um. From the video, he described it kind of like a a seventies war film, but with like you know these DC unique DC characters, you know, in, in a crazy world. And judging by like all the like stuff that they were doing, all the explosions and everything, this is definitely going to be. You know, I feel like this could have the chance of being, you know, something really special. And uh, James Gunn actually said that this is the biggest film he has ever done by far. And that wow. that's really surprising because, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, that was that was a huge, huge, huge film after, after the, uh, you know, unbelievable success of the first one. So I'm yeah, really yeah. excited. I'm really excited for that one. I'm really excited to see what they do with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, too. Is James Gunn directing that? Yes, yes. He is? Okay. He, okay. he did this first, and, I mean, there's so many people in, in the Suicide Squad. Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, a lot of the returning cast is back, except not for... Jared uh, Leto. Yeah, not Jared Leto. I wonder why. And uh, Will Smith. So why are we some kind of suicide squad? Is that what he says? I never saw the movie. It's in the it's in the trailer. Oh gee, I didn't even watch the trailer. I because uh, once Viola Davis main, is back and she's pretty good. Yeah, I heard that. Once mainstream Twitter gets a hold of like a trailer and they start going crazy about it, I automatically assume, okay, well this is probably not going to be good. And nine times out of ten, I'm usually right. Like the Belco experiment was one of them. Suicide oh, Squad was yeah. another one. Remember, Twitter went crazy about that for a day. 
Or the Batman Suicide Squad. Batman v Superman. Yeah, Batman v Superman. That one wasn't good. The teaser. <laughs> that's one of the best teaser trailers of all time, though. Like, yeah. Oh, it definitely was. Zack oh, Snyder, yeah. if if anything, knows how to promote a film. Yeah, he does. He he's yep. very good in that respect. Well, speak. Should we speaking of yeah of Batman? Should we talk about the the new trailer? Yeah, let's Dude, do it. Twenty five percent of this film has been filmed, yet they drop a trailer that was that good. And I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm very I I to be honest though I'm I'm gonna be honest I don't <laughs> I don't like the goth. Bruce Wayne, I'm, I'm really? gonna say that right now. I don't really like it. Uh, that could definitely change. I think he looks awesome as the Batman. I think it looks sweet. I, I'm not worried about this film one bit. Like everything is there. Um, Robert Pattinson was taking notes from Christopher Nolan and Christian Bale on the set of. Well, he was taking taking notes from Christopher Nolan on the set of Tenet and kind of learning about how the Batman should be. And then he was also, he also got in contact with Christopher or Christian Bale to get notes, um, you know, on how the Batman should, should act and be. So, you know, the, the pieces are there. Like there's a great director, there's great actors, you know, he's, he's getting, you know, great information from great sources. So I think this has the potential to be something really great. So, Pretty much, I'm not worried at all. Well, um, the for me, like I, I really liked the trailer. Um, it really didn't reveal too much. And to respond to your, uh, you know, goth Batman, uh, you know, comment. Uh, this is actually the first. I think it's the first Batman movie. Uh, I saw this on Twitter that addressed uh, Batman wearing the. I paint under under the mask. That's the first mm-hmm. one. So I thought that was a nice little tidbit. Uh, Colin Farrell looks like nothing oh, like Colin true. Farrell. As I the was penguin. surprised that was even Colin Farrell. I I was like, who who the hell is that? And they they did yeah. later confirm that yes, it is Colin Farrell as yeah. uh, the penguin. Yeah, it, it's still weird for me. And I said this last last week when we reviewed the dark Knight, cause I think he's one of the best parts of the movie. Like, I don't know. I just can't see anyone else playing Gordon other than Gary Oldman. Oh, I and, know. And I think, I think Jeffrey Wright is a very good actor, but I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I can't see, I didn't see it when uh, JK Simmons played Gordon and that, I don't know. It, it's going to take me some, some convincing cause I thought he was, Per, that that was perfect casting. Well, um, we we also thought the same about Heath Ledger playing Joker, and then Joaquin Phoenix just blew blew it out of the water. Just did a great job with it. So it can definitely work, but it's got to be well, yeah. an all time performance if you want to match up to a Christopher Nolan film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, like I said, Jeffrey Wright's a really good actor. It's just it's it's just weird for me right now. In terms of like the actual like Batman suit, this might be my favorite suit. Like, yeah, it, it I would looks, say so too. It looks awesome. It looks like uh, looks like it's from uh, one of the Batman Arkham games. That's what it looks yeah. like. And yeah. my favorite—I mean, it's basically everyone's favorite part of the uh, 
of the trailer is when Batman <laughs> freaking beats the crap out of a guy for just asking <laughs> what his name is. And he, he like <laughs> breaks his and arm he, and he, he paralyzes him. Name. He doesn't even tell him the name. He says, I'm vengeance. And that's it. And then just he, continues. Oh, sorry, I, I really liked his voice too. His voice was good. It sounded a little bit like Christian Bale's, but like not too much. It wasn't like so strong. Like it, mm-hmm. I think it's just right. I think he got just right. Good thing he didn't do the uh, Clooney impersonation where he just talks normally. I'm Batman. Hi, Breeze. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Jesus. Uh, we should review but- that movie. We should review that movie sometime. We should review Batman and Robin after we see the Batman. Well, that Batman doesn't come out until next year. Maybe we'll have to do it one of these days here soon. Is that one reviewing... have... Wait, which one has uh, Jim Carrey? Bat nipples. <laughs> That's Batman and Robin. Oh, he's in that too? Oh, in Batman and Robin. I don't know which one he's in. I think he's... He's that he's not in Batman. It's or been Robin, a I know while that. since I've seen Cause the movies. Because it, it's Uma Thurman and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arthur Schwar- Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. And that then I don't know who plays a Bane. Bad casting. The, the writing was stupid. It was just <laughs> the character is really stupid. And I don't know why you would introduce him into the you know what, I, just, you, I think it's you a know stupid something. character. You know something really sad? That is the last Batman movie that the creator of Batman saw. <laughs> I know. That's the first, or that's the last one. Right, he was this close, this close to seeing what the, what Batman should be. And I think this trailer also proves, like, everyone loves Batman. I think, you know, people like Superman, people like Iron Man, especially after the... Uh, you know, all the movies, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think Batman is most people's, like, at least in their top five of favorite heroes. He's my favorite superhero. Yeah. He's been my number one ever since I was a little kid. Yeah. And this was like before, you know, uh, Nolan's trilogy. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's Batman. Batman, uh, I always check I'll, it out. I always watch it. And Robert Pattinson, people need to stop like comparing, like like looking at the Twilight. Like this is, like there's two careers of Robert Pattinson. There's Twilight, you know all that crap, and then literally everything after Twilight has been like hit after hit after hit after hit. Yeah, The Lighthouse, Good Time. He's now gonna be in Tenet. Lost City of, uh, of Z. Lost City of Z, yep, that was another one. Dude, he was really good in that, too. Yeah. Really good in that. <clears throat> he he definitely does get that. The Twilight film definitely lingers on him, but it's it, he he's such a good actor. And so is, um, is it Bella? No. What's her name? Kristen Stewart. God. She's, oh, yeah. She's, she is a great actress, too. I think she... She does really well in films, except for uh, Charlie's Angels, but we don't need to talk about that. But she's great in some other stuff. She's really a good good actress. I wouldn't know. I, I never saw Charlie's Angels. Yeah, I didn't either, but 
the director said some stuff that kind of pissed me off. So I was like, well, I'm definitely not going to see this now. And it just, I don't know, it just didn't interest me. I didn't think it looked very good. <laughs> oh, God. Hang on a sec. Yeah. We're doing our podcast right now. All right. Don't need to edit that out. Yeah, I am. All right. Um, okay, so, anyways, getting back on to the DC um, topic. So, which which DC film are you most hyped for? Would you say the Batman, the Suicide Squad film, the new Snyder Cut, or Wonder Woman 1984? Because well, for so, me, it's, it's the Batman, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll let you talk about the Batman. Um, but for me, like, it, it would be the Batman. But just for, you know, more conversation, I'm going to say the Snyder Cut. I was going to go into that. Just because I am really curious just how just how different the this cut is. Because I made the mistake of watching Justice League um, during quarantine. And it was not good at all. Really? Okay. I did not That's like That's a hot it. take there, Sam. Justice League? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm, not. I'm like, just kidding you. Like, it was bad. And, like, it, it, it was worse than Batman v Superman by far. It, really? it couldn't. Oh, yeah. It okay. almost, it, it ruined Batfleck for sure. Now, and, I, didn't, I didn't really watch, um, any DC films after Batman v Superman because I was like, well, if this is what they're going to be shelving out, I don't want to watch any more of this. Did you see Wonder Woman? I could not get into it. I tried really? and, try and I could not get into it. I will probably really? give another shot. That's a it, good well, – it was pretty good. I, I liked it. Okay. Then I'll give it another shot. I liked well, – uh, I really enjoyed Aquaman. Okay. Dang, that's right. James Wan. That's a James Wan film. James Wan, the director of The Conjuring. Yeah. Really? He directed this? Wow, that's... Yeah. And he did Insidious, too, didn't he? Yeah. He's a great director. Yeah, Yeah, he has all these horror films and then Aquaman. (laughs) (laughs) And didn't he do a Fast and Furious movie, too? Like, Fast and... Yes, I think so. So, okay, getting getting back to um, the Snyder Cut. So, I think what we've said... um, well, first we're getting back, we'll get back to the Batman. I think what we've already said about the Batman is is enough. I think it's clear we're both excited for that film. The Suicide Squad, we both love James Gunn. We're excited for that. Um, so I'm willing to give that another chance. The you can Snyder never Cut, have enough Margot Robbie. <laughs> for this for the Snyder Cut, um, I will say I'm excited to see see this. Um, I think it's going to be really cool to just see like his vision um for four full hours i think it's really cool how they're cutting this down into like episodes uh each is going to be an hour long and it's going to be on hbo max i actually think that's pretty cool so i will definitely be giving it a watch like as soon as it drops i'll give it a watch i didn't watch um any i didn't watch aquaman or wonder woman so i don't know if that's really like a prerequisite but I will definitely watch um, this for sure. And then Wonder Woman uh, 84. I did not watch the trailer for that uh, because I need to see the first film. So I will give it another shot. Yeah. 
Yeah, don't watch that trailer, otherwise it will spoil uh, you some moments of the of the first film. But uh, yeah, for me, you know, I mean, I'm not going to repeat exactly what you said because you basically said what, uh, what I wanted to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Justice League better be good. The snare cut better be good. Otherwise, yeah, I, I feel like... I feel like, though, like, with the response and, like, everyone supporting him, like, no matter what, this will be, like, I feel like people will like it no matter what. Because the trailer was okay, and people were, like, freaking out about it. Like, it it was okay. It it looked fine. Well, this needs to be good because all the bitching and complaining drove me nuts about how the Snyder Cut is going to, is so much better. And I really thought that it was, like, I thought it was just basically DC fans pissed off because their film sucked. <laughs> I, honestly, that's, that's, a, that, that's a legitimate thing, though. Like, their movies it, haven't been that good. Yeah, and so I, this, this needs to be good or else that bitching and complaining was for nothing. And I kind of am hoping that it's going to be good because um, I think it's really cool if a director, you know, fights for his vision to be put to screen, whether that be in theaters or on an app like HBO Max. So I'm hoping this is good. If it's not, DC fans, just shut the hell up because I'm so sick and tired of it. I, I don't up, care. Just shut up and wait for the Batman to save DC again. It will. <laughs> okay, I saw, I saw a meme. So do you remember from SpongeBob when he's doing the cook-off with uh, oh, yeah. Neptune? Mm-hmm. And Neptune is the MCU, and <laughs> all the Krabby Patties that like fill up it to a pyramid is like all the Marvel movies, and then SpongeBob makes one Krabby Patty, and it's Joker. It's kind <laughs> of funny though. Joker is better than pretty much all of those movies that Marvel made yeah. the MCU. Yeah. So I mean, whenever DC does make a good film, like it's a banger. It is awesome. Like well, Joker, uh, all the Dark Knight films. I mean, it's it, okay. it's good, but they're few and far in between. I think the reason why those movies are so good also is because it's not a universe. Yes. Like, like Joker is not – I mean, I, I guess they have the stupid, like, Bruce Wayne shit, you know, halfway through the film. Um, that was, my that was like, like, the only bad part of the movie. But, like, the Dark Knight – trilogy is its own and then you got you know joker which is really in its own separate world and they confirm that's not he's not and and the batman Batman. yeah and the batman is like it's it's like going to be like its own universe they already confirmed like good uh, yeah it's like it's in its own universe so i feel like you know that's the way they should do stuff Uh, at least for now until like they have a concrete plan because their biggest mm-hmm. problem was they rushed everything so quick. They were like, oh, my God, Marvel's doing a universe. We better, we better do it like now. <laughs> yeah, we better, we better introduce our characters through a PowerPoint that Ben Affleck finds. <laughs> it's like, God, it's just it's really it's really stupid. And I'm, I'm glad that they're like reevaluating their mistakes. I think that's really good. And yeah. <clears throat> I think like if they just do trilogies for now. Um, and just don't force a universe 
just make good films, I promise you people will like those. The reason why people didn't like the the DC shit at first is because what they were doing is is they were just basically trying to get money as quick as they could by creating a universe, didn't care how the films came out, didn't care if they were shit. They just wanted them out, wanted to make the profit, and they wanted to build a universe. And that just that just can't happen. You gotta make good films and you gotta build up to a good universe. So that was my problem with, with it. And I think a lot of people people's problem. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, so that's the Snyder Cut. That's Batman. We are really excited for uh, each of these films. Um, I will give Wonder Woman and the um, Suicide Squad uh, a a watch. So uh, we will now get into... uh, Are you ready to get into the review, Sam? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, um, one quick thing. I got to brag about a few things. Can I brag about a few things? Go crazy. All right. So one, I saw Inception in theaters and it was awesome. I'm seeing that tomorrow. Okay. Dude, It's have, have you seen it in theaters? Did you see it in theaters? I've never seen Inception in theaters. And that is my number one. That is the movie that got me to love movies. So I cannot wait. Okay. It is really cool in theaters. It's <laughs> really awesome. The, it, it sounds great. It's, it looks great. It feels great. And w- one thing that's really cool is right before the film, um, you basically get behind the scenes and like a little bit of extras about in, both Inception and Tenet, which is really oh. cool. And oh. that's what made me want to see Tenet even more, even more than Dune now. I want to see Tenet more than Dune, which is kind of crazy because I'm such a huge Denis Villeneuve fan. But um, yeah. yeah. I'm, I was. I had a really good time seeing Inception, and then this morning, uh, I got to brag again. I bought the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly on vinyl. I was very jealous when you sent me that. I could not be more happy, dude. I'll send you a link for another cheap one that I found off eBay. I've been i I've, I've been meaning to get some uh, movie movie track vinyls. This uh, is my first one. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is oh, like number so. one. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is probably my number one, then probably, like, Interstellar. Um, I feel like Interstellar would be amazing. Um, Dude, Aenea Morricone is a god. Yeah, and then, oh, so that vinyl store in Lincoln, I found a Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. I saw that. One, I saw that. And I was like, was oh, looking. this is awesome. And then I saw, it's not even done by John Williams. It's not even his re- rendition. Like oh what the really? hell yeah, it oh, it was like somebody that. else, somebody else doing their like version. I'm like I don't want that. I want yeah, John I'd Williams. Looked, I looked at that uh, at in the soundtrack section because I do love listening to film soundtrack. Like Taxi Driver is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I love Uncut Gems. You know, and I mentioned the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is could be my favorite. I also really like Call Me by Your Names. Um, I made a top or, 10 on Letterbox of my favorite soundtracks. Oh, you did? Okay, I'll, I'll go look at that here in a sec. But yeah, I, I, I definitely want to try and get, get more because this is my first film soundtrack. And I cannot wait to hear The Ecstasy of Gold on 
on, on sweet vinyl. <laughs> yeah, so I got my top 10 right here. I'll just do them real quick. The Good, the yeah. Bad, and the Ugly, Empire Strikes Back, Interstellar, Patriot, uh, The Dark Knight, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Saving Private Ryan, Inception, Hateful Eight, Glory. Okay, yeah. Okay, Glory is really good. The Hateful Eight is really underrated, dude. Yeah. Really underrated. No one talks about that enough. It is really good. Yeah. It did win an Oscar, though, but it's it like no one talks about it like, like they should because it's so damn good. Yeah. Yeah. But. All right, should we get into – okay, before we get into this, um, we should try and figure out a shitty film to eventually watch because we've been – The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Dude, we could do that. Well, let's, we, let's we, say, let's we say that for a get... Star Wars episode. Okay, okay. Because we would need to get – Star Wars like... episode, we need to get Jack on. Yeah, because I would want to talk about that um, with him about – Rise of Skywalker and how bad it is. I was thinking we could review, like, uh, The Happening. The Happening, or I'm about to, well, I'm almost done with uh, Avatar on Netflix. And I was probably going to watch The Last Airbender on on, uh, oh. <laughs> on Netflix because I have to. I the BFG, Avatar. that's up there for bad movies. Is that, is that in, is that on Disney Plus? I don't know. It might be. I haven't, I haven't gone Disney Plus in a minute, so. In a hot minute? Okay, here, let me see if it's on Disney yeah. Plus. Because we have, after we're done with this review, we have an announcement for uh, what we will be watching for next week. Mm. And mm-hmm. we are bringing someone on to watch with us next week. Or to yeah. the movie with us. Okay, yep. BFG is on uh, Disney Plus. We could review that after we review, uh, after we review our film for next week. Sounds what you good. Want, what do you want yeah. to do that? Yeah. Right, because because I feel like we could have some pretty. Uh, hot I do takes have. I do have a buddy who like he thrives on making fun of the BFG. Wait, who is that? Garen. Garen okay, is he the one who went to Notre Dame? No, no, he goes to USD. I took him to a few Husker games, like in high school. You, you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All you right, yeah, him. we'll have to we'll have to review that and shout him out when we <laughs> when we're reviewing it. So, so, uh, be, so we got next what, week. We got one a more surprise. And I got BFG. one more. I got one more announcement. So, <laughs> I am going to see Tenant uh, early access on next Monday. And so I will be tweeting my initial reaction to the movie after and my initial reaction to the Dune trailer. Um, And we won't post a review for Tenet probably until... I feel like we might have to wait till like a second viewing because I feel like this is going to be... I think this is going to be a very confusing film. I think so too. I think we should watch it twice. I probably will go into the early access one and then I'll go into, you know, like the actual opening day as well. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I want to do is go to the early access and then 
that Friday I want to see it in IMAX. Ooh, that would be nice. I would really like to see this film in IMAX. Christopher yeah. Nolan films, I've seen two of them, three of them, three of them in theaters. Do you oh, see wait, the what Dark was, Knight? Oh, four, four of them in theaters. Yeah. yeah, I've seen four of them in theaters because I saw Dark Knight. No, five of them. Yeah, I saw Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, Dunkirk, and Inception in theaters. Yep. And then now I'll see Tenet. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty lucky with that. So yeah. Yeah. um okay, yeah. I think we got our plans. And then we should also shoot for new mutants as well to uh review. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably see that like on a Tuesday. Yeah, because I, I do really want to see this. I do really want to support it as much as I can. I, I do too, honestly. Like, they Fox needs to go out on a on a good note after uh, how bad the Dark Phoenix was. Yeah, I never saw that, and I actually kind of did want to see it because we we could review that. Is that on? I think it's on I, HBO I don't think Max. It, Oh, I don't have HBO Max. So. You don't? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm using my... That, that, that one is a good one. <laughs> that would be a good one to review. If my girlfriend... Well, I don't know if she would when she will... Because her HBO Max, uh, she stopped it for a little while. So I don't know when she would get that back up because I would really want to watch that too. But we should review BFG because I would like yes. to make fun of that. Especially Big friendly because, giant. Yeah, because Mark Rylance, that's right after he won the Oscar over uh, Sylvester Stallone for Creed. And Tom and Hardy. Was pissed. Yeah, and everybody was pissed about it. And I was pissed about it, too. Because I think Sylvester Stallone should have got it. Okay, we're, we're getting off topic now. Is that <laughs> from uh, A Bridge of Spies? Or what, yeah, what, Bridge of Spies, yep. Yeah. And he was okay. good in it. He was okay. good in it, but he's he wasn't like Sylvester Stallone and Creed good, man. I would say Tom Hardy was I would say Tom Hardy was better than him in the really? Revenant. Really? Well you're in a the Tom Revenant Hardy guy. You're well, yeah, Hardy but guy. like I know, man, but I think Sylvester so Stallone good. killed it in Creed. Well no no no. I'm saying he's better than Mark Wright. I didn't say he's better oh, than Oh, oh, okay. I see what than, you're uh, Oh yeah, he was definitely better than, than Mark Rylance. I think everybody in that category was better than Mark Rylance. Yeah, I mean okay. it's better than uh, one last off topic off topic thing. It's better than the Oscars deciding to give uh, editing Oscar to Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, dude, that, that was, was insane. That was rough. That <laughs> dude, that one scene where they first like meet Elton John's like manager and all the cuts that are within that scene. It's insane that that one best editing. That's insane. Okay, how can you give that best editing, man? I don't know. I, I, Os- I don't. The Oscars are a joke. Well, they did. They did the biggest reason why thing. the Oscars are a joke is because this movie, Seven Samurai, didn't even get a nomination. Yes, that's that's a good segue. Seven Samurai. I don't think Akira Kurosawa has ever won mm-hmm. an Oscar. I no, think it was oh, an honorary one. He's been nominated for Ron. For, for Ron? Or or Ron. Ron. Yeah, I, I, I never know. That. Yeah, I really okay. won't watch that one. So, Seven Samurai came out in 1954. 
uh, directed by Akira Kurosawa, and it's the story of a poor village under attack by bandits recruit seven unemployed samurai to help them defend themselves. And <clears throat> this film can seem very daunting to most people because it's three hours and 27 minutes long. It's in black and white. It's from the 50s, and it's all subtitled. That can be very daunting for people. Um, for like mainstream audiences, but let me just say, uh, this is one of the greatest films ever. Yeah. This is amazing. There is nothing wrong with this movie. There's like, there's not a frame out of place for this movie. And every time I think like, this is getting like this, this is starting to drag along. I don't really understand what these characters are doing. Boom! It immediately tells you right when you're thinking that it lets you know, like, here's what's going on. Here's what you need to know, and. It's just it's just so well done. Even the cinematography looks great. Where nothing is out of focus, everything is in focus. Basically, it looks like a painting. It's just it's so well done, and it's crazy how many people Akira Kurosawa has you know influenced, like Sergio Leone, Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino. It's just he, he has definitely influenced a lot of people. So I would give this movie a 100 out of 100 easily. I think it's like my ninth favorite film of all time. And rightfully so, because it is a masterpiece. So in the first three podcasts, we have done my number three, my number four, and my number five film. Uh, Seven Samurai is a 100 out of 100 for me, easy. Um, I really have never... So not many people like nowadays have seen it, which I think is sad, but everyone that I've talked to that has seen it has loved it. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a reason for it. Um, Akira Kurosawa, like you said, influenced many, many filmmakers. You know, he's one of the reasons why Star Wars is a thing, you know, uh, and he's just such a master. And this was like his, his really his first like epic, uh, film and he knocked it out of the park. I think, I think this is one of the best movies of all time. And you know, for me, like you, you've mentioned, like some of like your problems you had with like *Inglorious Bastards* when we reviewed it and *The Dark Knight*. I I, I, I didn't have I didn't have any problems with *Inglorious*. Oh, Bastards. Okay. I had a pro- I just had one small problem with. The Dark Knight, but Inglorious I think is perfect as well. Well, like for me, like these those films, like you, if you want to nitpick, you can. I really don't know how you can nitpick Seven Samurai. This is it's it's just so good. Every shot is like like you said, it's like a painting, and you know it. It's got one of the most iconic stories in movie history. I mean, they've made two remakes, three remakes of the of this movie they made Magnificent 7 another remake of Magnificent 7 both good and then Bugs Life which is basically Magnificent 7 yeah, yeah. and uh yeah i mean this is a classic you know story obviously because we've seen so many renditions of it and i unfortunately have not seen any other Kurosawa films i really want to change that here soon um i have crit- criterion so i really have no excuse now to to not see it so 
to not see more of his movies. Um, but really everything uh, from this movie, the action is very, very well shot. And it's so, like, it, it feels, it doesn't feel like a 50s movie for me. It like, feels like you're watching, like, actual footage from, like, yeah, yeah, battles in... Even though there is no footage, obviously, of battles from the 1500s, it feels like you're watching like watching that. Because what Kurosawa does is he takes long takes, wide shots. That's how you do everything it. Is, everything is – yeah, it, it looks so good. It feels so real. And that's why – even for a 50s film, it just – it looks so great. And this film didn't get a single Oscar nomination. Oh, it did – it got two. My bad. It got uh, two can... nominations. Yeah. So oh, nominated. It did For not get. It did direction. not get. Yeah. Best art direction uh, and best costume design. And didn't even get a best picture nod. Yeah, didn't get a best picture nod. Sorry, my bad. My bad. But, uh, but that's besides the point. Um, you know, this is only the second movie I've seen that is not a American film. Uh, that is, you know, 100% subtitles, and, you know, it's a really daunting task, like you said, the, you know, three and a half hours is, you know, a big ask, and I really feel like all the scenes, like, were necessary, like, there wasn't, like, really a scene that, like, you know, dragged on for too long, you know, every time, like, you felt like it was about to get dragged on, you it would cut to something different. And, you know, it's clear that, you know, Kurosawa is a master. And you could tell, like, within, like, the first five minutes, like, oh, yeah, this is this is going to be, like, a masterpiece probably. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, you can just tell, like, like, with certain movies, like, just how they open and, you know, some of the opening shots, you can tell that you're in the hands of a good filmmaker. And one of my favorite parts of the movie is uh, the main character played by Toshiro Mafune, I think is his name. That's how you pronounce it. He plays Kakuchio, uh, the main character. And he's kind of crazy, but he's awesome. My favorite and, character. And he's really, really, really likable. And... Yeah, I mean, everything in this movie works. The characters, you know, the story, the action, everything. Yeah, I love, I, I, would I, I love this movie. I would agree. I think um, the the character of Kakichiro is is really well done. It, he is very relatable. We kind of see ourselves yeah. in that character because, you know, he messes up. He's overconfident. He's even uh, kind of clumsy, and he, he's he's sort of comedic relief as well in the film. And um, he's he's really well done. His story arc is really beautiful, um, especially at the end um, for him. And I I think you know with him losing another a samurai that he looked up to um, in the film, I think is really really something that I think they did well and hit well on really really masterfully and I I really like how he how they gave him such depth because you know he really cares about these other samurais despite his confidence and overconfidence and cocky attitude I think um, he's he's probably the the best character to come from this film 
And uh, I, I would imagine a lot of people have modeled their their characters off of off of Kikichiro. And uh, you know, he just he just works so well. I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like I, I you, you know this about me, Nolan. I, I really like samurai movies. Um, we love we both love uh, the Last Samurai. Big and uh, yeah, that's a great movie. And like I, I think this is you know this takes this takes the cake as the uh, best samurai film and. At least for now, because I obviously, like yeah. I said, I haven't seen other Kurosawa films. I might like Ran more than more than uh, Seven Samurai, but mm. or Rashomon. This, yeah, yeah, or Rashomon or uh, Yojimbo, um, mm. even. So, uh, yeah, you know, definitely still like uh, a newbie when it comes to uh, Kurosawa. But you know, this was a very, very strong impression, uh, much like. Uh, when I saw my first uh, Stanley Kubrick film, which was The Shining, uh, you know that that's one hell of a way to start start with a with a filmmaker. Um, so yeah, I mean, e- even after watching just one movie of his, like Kurosawa is already one of my favorite directors of all time because Seven Samurai is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I know he has such an accomplished career. Um, you know, past Seven Samurai, obviously, you know, he made movies for, you know, like 40 more years, almost, you know, after Seven Samurai. So, you know, I I really like this movie and I feel like it's really ahead of its time. Uh, And and you, you notice that too, with like the masters of like that kind of around that era with uh, Kurosawa, Hitchcock and uh, Kubrick. You know, they were really ahead of their time and, you know, just, you know, really just masters behind the camera and kind of makes me sad because like, I mean, besides like a few directors, like I don't really think like, you know, you know like, I don't know if anyone's close to that. And yeah, I don't know, think like, we'll ever see that again. Like, like, you know, Tarantino's awesome, but, you know, he's almost done. He's said that, you know, a lot. And I love Martin Scorsese, but he's not going to be making films forever. And, exactly. You we know, have Denis Villeneuve and Alejandro yeah. Gonzalez in Aritu as well. Yeah, no, we definitely have some people that, like, are on the way still. But, like, I don't know. Like, those guys were just so, like, innovative and unique, you know, to their filmmaking and – you know, I don't know. I just miss it. And I don't know if you make a movie like Seven Samurai nowadays. Like, you know, it was a big deal that uh, Avengers Endgame was over three hours. You know, it really wasn't that uncommon back then. Like, you films were longer because, you know, studios allowed these directors to, you know, fulfill their vision. And I feel like, you know, with the longer film you're able to relate to the characters more like Kikuchio. And, you know, it's, I, th- I think it's necessary. Um, but it's also hard because, you know, <laughs> if it's a three and a half hour movie, you got to keep the audience entertained, you know, that whole time. And, you know, Kurosawa was able to do that. And 
I think that's why, you know, people call him a master filmmaker. Yeah, this this film definitely go it does not feel like three and a half hours long. No. But no. there's 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 plenty of story arcs within the film. Like I know for example, right away one one story arc in the um film that would get canceled is the relationship between one of the samurais and one of the villagers daughters yeah i think was handled really well Mm -hmm. it even it even you know gave a chilling ending for for the viewer um the ending is so good yeah and and i think if that gets taken out you really lose something You, you really lose something with the the depth of each samurai, including this samurai, and as well as the villagers and the villagers' families, and you know what the samurai have done for them. So, I I, I think that it's really sad that stuff like stuff this, you know, meaningful is is usually cut out of films because it's it's stuff that you know viewers would like to see, and it, and it would definitely give your character a little more depth and would make it more interesting, but. I, I just I see a lot of stuff getting cut out nowadays, but we can go into that to that ending now, which is which is really great. It's it's basically um, they defeat the bandits, and all the uh, villagers are celebrating. However, four of the seven samurai had died in battle, including Kikichiro, both of our favorite character, and um, so all of them are buried in this the the samurai who has a relationship with the villager's daughter um he comes across her and she doesn't want anything to do with him because her father forbids it and you know he continues to keep trying and he can't get her and he lost four other samurai and you know it's 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 pretty sad especially when um the main character whose name i'm blanking on right now gives the final chilling line of this is not a victory for us. It's for those poor villagers. You know, it's really sad because these samurai gave up, you know, their time. I mean, some of them gave their lives for no money, really no food, just so they could just help these poor villagers just because they were good people. And, you know, it's, it's really not going to be remembered. And it's, it's just, it's just a beautiful story. I just think that it's really, you know, something, how you know human beings are willing to save each other when there's nothing involved no food no money just because there are kind people out there and they want to help out um whether that be you know saving a whole village or just holding the door open for somebody there are kind people out there and i think that this movie pushes that narrative across beautifully yeah well a picture Sorry, I kind of went, I kind of <laughs> no, ran a little bit you, there. <laughs> you, you nailed it. You nailed it perfectly. I, I agree. Thanks. Yeah, I, I really just, I really love this film, and I would really like to get it on Criterion, um, on the Criterion Blu-ray. So um, we'll see yeah. when that comes, comes, set, comes soon. But I'm really what I'm putting my money, money towards is the Parasite and the Irishman Criterion Blu-ray because. Those ones look good, but but anyways, back to what, Seven Samurai. What a picture! <laughs> back to Seven Samurai. I think that this was this was just it was just so well done, and it's 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 really unfortunate, you know, that not a lot of people see this film just because of how how 
I get it that it is definitely intimidating, but it's it's just it's so worth it. You got to check it out. Well, yeah, like I used to like refuse to watch old movies, but now like really, I, oh, yeah, I love them, dude. Like Love I, him. I used to like I don't know I, I kind of like found it boring almost, and then you know I kind of just got over that hump and, you know, I think the first, you know, really, I guess older film that that got me, you know, going. I mean, besides like obviously like Star Wars, like you can, you know, watch that. But uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly that was the one that you made just me watch that the other day. Oh. So what a picture. Oh my god, it's so yeah. good. So dude. yeah, I mean I, I feel like once you get like once you get going, I feel like you almost prefer, you know, the older films because you know that you're getting the real the real thing. That's another thing, like they're doing that stuff. They're doing those those action mm-hmm. scenes and I can only imagine, you know, what it was like filming that, you know, back well, then. Just coordinating it all is yeah. gonna be just insane. And, like, that's why I have a great appreciation for Christopher Nolan and, you know, wanting to get as much as he can shot on camera. That's why Mm -hmm. I love the Mission Impossible movies. That's why I love, you know, the John Wick movies because most of what you see in, you know, in the movie is what they were actually doing. And I feel like uh, there's, there's no better feeling. Like, that's when you know, like, at least, like, as an audience member, like, that adds tension. Like, you know Tom Cruise is really on top of the Burj Khalifa. You know that, you know, they are, like, it literally looks like you said found in, found uh, footage of the samurai fighting. Like, it's crazy. It's it, crazy. And, like, even in one shot, you you see a horse running through yeah, the fighting it, and one guy hits takes out a guy hits, yeah yeah he hits the horse and he goes down that and poor just, guy yeah that looks like that hurt and it, but but credit to that guy he made it look that much more realistic and it's just you know Akira Kurosawa knew or Akira Kurosawa I I can't believe I just butchered that guy's name he he knew to you know just get these wide shots and just just tell the actors just go just make it look as real as you can and instead of all these jump cuts and and just shaky cam makes, yeah and just what makes it not so real not realistic at all no CGI so, ba- alien battles yeah exactly yeah so that's why I, that's what I gotta really commend him for for this film but you know. I mean, what what else more could we bring to the table that already hasn't been said about this film? And I don't think that there's there's much of anything. I just think you need to see this movie for its great cinematography, its performance, and just flat-out beautiful direction from Kurosawa. Especially if you're into film. Like, I would mm-hmm. definitely re- recommend it. Um, I think this is a prerequisite. Like, like some people will will tell you to go watch like a lot of people who who are very much in the film will tell you to go watch old films such as like you know Citizen Kane, which I I find very overrated. I think if you want to find a great it's, film, it's fine. But I mean, yeah, it's fine. But I don't think it's one of the greatest films of all time. And and I I can I know I'm I'm definitely pissing some people off by saying that, but I just 
I don't find it to be that great of a movie. This, however, I definitely think everyone should see if they love film because it gives you a great story that is chilling, fun, comedic, and action-packed as well. And I just, I think that yeah. it, this is for everyone to see. So if, you, if you're going to check out old films, I would probably say this is the first one you need to see because it just lays the foundation for everything else afterwards. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, Sam, you give this, what, 100 out of 100, correct? Yeah, yeah, um, 100 out of 100. Master. So I, I give it a 100 out of 100, too. And um, that leads us into our announcement um, for next week. If, for those of you who don't know, um, my brother, Sam's roommate as well, he is a part of the Outlaw Country podcast. And he will be coming on and we will be reviewing Walk the Line as well as Project Power. Um, Project Power is the new Netflix film. Uh, me and Sam just want to review that just since it's a new movie. Uh, ben picked out, who's part of Outlaw Country Podcast, Ben picked out uh, Walk the Line. So we will be reviewing that one to watch. And uh, that will be next week. Then after that, we've got the BFG. And then yes, sir. And potentially, potentially ten, Tenet and New Mutants as well. So that's kind of our schedule coming up. I'll probably tweet out our schedule as well. And I'll let the followers know. Um, but yeah, so we will be having Ben on uh, next time. So stay tuned for that. And I, I will have to go ahead and get Walk the Line uh, a watch. And uh, I'll report back. As well as Project Power, which I've heard mixed things about. But uh, I guess I got to see it with my own eyes. It's good to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, back in movies. It's been a yeah. while. It has I been a while. I, I, I really like him. I think he's a I, good actor. I do too. And I don't. Do you know why he left? Um. So I, I watched an uh, interview with him a few days ago with Jamie Fox, and it was just because he, uh, he started a family. So. Oh. That's uh, right. He just took a a few years off, and yeah, he's he's back and uh, doing movies again. So that's awesome. awesome. That is awesome. Well, all right. I think that will, will that do it for you, Sam? Yep, I think we're good. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Take care.